we are starting a new series called Relationships, Navigating People, Problems, and Priorities. I'm very excited because the the topics over the next few weeks are very important topics based on the climate of our culture. So shall we begin? Let's start with prayer. God, I want to thank you that your heart is for relationships. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you come and speak to us. Let our hearts be ready and open for you to speak to us. Teach us, Lord, about relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. When asked what the greatest commandment was, Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. All the law and prophets is referring to the Old Testament. And then the New Testament takes the Old Testament and fulfills it. So basically, the whole Bible is, if if you want to summarize the whole Bible, it would be this, to love God and to love people. In other words, the most important thing in our lives is to love God and love people, our relationship with God and with people. That's the most important thing in life. Our purpose, our meaning in life is relationship with God and people. It's no wonder that when people are on their deathbeds, what do they regret the most and what are they most thankful for? Oh, I wish I had spent more time working in my office Oh, I wish I had a better phone. I wish I had a bigger collection of guitars. I wish I had made more TikTok videos. I'm so glad I made so much money. Or I'm so glad my hair was always perfect. I'm so glad that I was such a famous influencer for five minutes. I'm so glad that I always had the best Christmas lights. No. It's things like this. I wish I had spent more time with my family. Or I wish I had been a better husband or father. Or I wish I had been kinder to my family and friends. When people are happy on their deathbeds, it's usually because they have peace with God and surrounded by people they love, loving them. It's relationships people lament for and Um, thankful for. Now, relationships with God is wonderful, isn't it? He loves us. He is always there for us. He doesn't annoy us. But people, on the other hand, I'd like you to turn to the person next to you and tell them the most annoying thing that your sibling or your spouse does. Go ahead. The person next to you, the person in front of you, tell them. What's the most annoying thing your sibling or your spouse does? Relationship with people is tricky. Do you know why? Because people have free will. They make choices. They don't always do what we want them to do. They disagree with us and they offend us. Other times, it's not just annoying. They hurt us. They fail us. 
they betray us. And that's why we see memes like these. Let's take a look. And these. I have met quite a few people who have said to me that they don't trust people anymore because people let them down. But their pets are faithful and are there for them. So instead of investing into relationships with people, they focus on their pets instead. This has got to be the strangest topic I will ever, ever preach on, I think. It's on pets and stuff. So ready? Let's go. Pets first. I love my pets. They are my babies. If you are friends with me on social media, you will know that. Uh, my husband and I, Tim and I, both grew up around pets, and now our children are growing up around pets, and we love them. And here are some pictures to prove it. The first one is from years ago when my husband was holding um, uh, a litter of puppies from one of our dogs. Oh, so cute. And then the next one is a picture of my son with our friend's pet snake. Um, Matthew has since wanted a pet snake, but we live in Tasmania, so he is not getting a pet snake. Um, that was a vine snake, and it was not poisonous, okay? And the next one is of Sandra and our cat, and we think this is like the best picture. Um, uh, next one is of Angel and our dog, and that's how she interacts with our dog, Tutu. And the last one is me and my dog with the leaf for modesty. So what does the Bible say about our pets? In Genesis chapter 1, the writer tells us the chronology of creation. In the beginning, when God had created day and night, sky and land, sea and dry ground, plants and vegetation, the stars, the sun, the moon and animals... Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. I want to denote five things here. Number one, humans are made in the image of God. Number two, humans are the crown of creation. Number three, we are not the same as animals. Number four, we are not animals. We are the only human, uh, sorry, image bearers of God. And fifthly, we are to reign over the animals. Okay, I'm going to read that passage again. God said, let us make human beings in our image. So this is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit talking to each other to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth, the small animals that scurry along the ground. And then in Genesis chapter 2, the writer details the creation account. God created the man first and then... The Lord God said, it is not good 
for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. And based on Genesis 1, we know that God had created the animals. So the Lord God had already formed from the ground all the wild animals and the birds of the sky. So he brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a na name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky, and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. Two things to note. God brought animals to Adam for companionship. When God was looking for a helper for Adam, he brought the animals that he had created to Adam. So animal companionship is biblical. It wasn't until later that animal was given to us for food. Animal was first brought to us for companionship. However, second thing to note, animal companionship is no substitute for human community. Because when God had brought the animals to Adam, God said, uh, not quite good enough. So God made a woman. Because ultimately, the perfect helper for us is, um, the, the perfect community for us is people with people. So God brought the animals to Adam for companionship, but animal companionship is no substitute for human community, okay? So how should we relate to our pets then? Firstly, enjoy their companionship. God brought them to us for companionship. Pets bring us so much joy, don't they? Except when they're feral puppies. But even then, they bring us so much joy. They love us unconditionally, except cats. Cats don't love us. But my cat loved us. Uh, what about fish? I don't get fish. Why do people have fish? Do your fish love you? Well, I know someone who had a fish tank and a big fish tank and he knew all the drama that was happening with the fish and he would tell me stories about the relationship between the fish and there were these two fish that were the same kind one of those fish was psycho like its face was crooked and it would like ram into other fish and abuse them and attack them and um, because he would hurt other fish so this person would then get a he got a smaller tank as a hospital tank. <laughs> so he would fish out all the injured fish and put them in the hospital tank and put medicine in it. Then he decided that the psycho fish needed to some rehabilitation. So he had a prison tank, a smaller tank, and he would remove that and put it into the prison tank for a while uh, before he was released back into community. Uh, before to society and it was incredible like this this person would tell me all about his fish I found it very weird my father had a tortoise 
tortoise. I've been telling this story, I say it was a turtle, actually no, I, I thought back, it was a tortoise. The tortoise had been with us for a long time, I, the tur I don't know where it came from, dad said it came from the drain, so he just took it home. And then it free ranged in the house, it would walk all around the house in the bathroom, we hated it. Only dad loved it. It would walk all around the house. It would come into the bathroom when we were having showers. It would look at us. It's so disgusting. It was so disgusting. Dad would cut little bits of chicken to feed to it. It got so fat, it had like fat bulging out from the sides. And we had a full length mirror and this tortoise would stand in front of the mirror and stretch his leg and admire himself. It was just really weird and really gross. But what was worst was this. We love our dogs and um, all our dogs love dad and um, because the t tortoise was free-ranging the tortoise was free to abuse our dogs so at the end of the day when dad came home from work the dogs would be like oh dad's home and they'll be running to dad and then the tortoise would come running too except the tortoise would bite the dog's legs so that they couldn't get to dad um, it, it was not nice and it was disgusting and one day we found the tortoise dead in the dog's drinking bowl, head down. We think a murder had happened, we don't know. But um, yeah, you know, whatever makes you tick, I suppose, with my dad, the tortoise did. Enjoy them, enjoy your pets, enjoy the companionship of your pets. I believe God takes delight in us enjoying our pets. Secondly, take care of them and love them. God gave us the earth and animals to look after, not to exploit. Proverbs 12 says that the, the righteous cares for the needs of the animals, but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. Let's take a look at how this family cares for their animal. So, take care of them, love them, bathe them, please. But remember that they are not humans. We are to reign over them and not to let them reign over us. It's very easy to go overboard with our pets and let them rule our lives. Don't let your caring for your pets dictate your life. I can't travel. I can't invite people to my house. I can't do this. I can't do that because of my pets. I love my pets to bits. They're my babies. In one of the pictures, you saw my daughter with our cat, Mikey, and Mikey actually died recently. And it hurts so bad, it still hurts. We love our pets. But at the end of the day, relationship with humans are priority. If you have friends and family members elsewhere that you need to go and spend time with, go. Don't say, I can't go see them. Who will look after my pets? Well, find a way. There are boarding houses. There are pet sitters. Find a way. 
Don't let caring for your pets stop you from investing in the most important thing in your life. Relationships with people, the very people that God has put in your lives. All right, that's pets. Another thing that people devote their lives to instead of investing in relationships with people is stuff. <laughs> yes, stuff. Last week, I spoke on tithing, on money, on giving 10% of our income to God. After church, Tim and I uh, were sitting at home and we were reflecting on the message and, and Tim wisely said this. It's funny how we work so hard to make money, to buy stuff, lots and lots of stuff. And then we need to make more money to keep our stuff safe. We get protection gear for our stuff, we get insurance for our stuff, and then we get a will so we know who gets our stuff. And it's just stuff. When I say stuff, we think, oh no, not me, I'm not like that. Well, the thing is we all like different stuff. When I think of lawnmowers and stuff like that, I also say, yeah, not me. But when I think of shoes, clothes, jewelry, thermomixes, beautiful kitchenware, furniture, massages, holidays, trips to marvelous destinations, eating all manner of delectable foods in all different amazing restaurants, that $3 million house over there, stuff sounds very different. I want stuff. What stuff do you like? Have a think about it. Phones, computers, sound systems, that new kitchen, cars, a house. Would you like a house? What's your most prized possession now? Think about it. What's your most, the thing that you own that is the most precious and expensive to you? Jesus said, watch out, be on your guard against all kind of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. Now, replace that word possessions with your stuff. Be on your guard against all kind of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of shoes, guitars, cars. Many years ago, before any of my children uh, were born, um, Tim and I were running Youth Alpha. And back then, we didn't have the Ben and Jason videos that are so awesome that you guys get to watch these days. We had to give live talks using PowerPoint slides. And we, we had to use a laptop, connect it to a projector, and we would give the live talks. We had a group of students who were coming week in and week out who were not Christians. They wanted to hear all about Jesus. They wanted to come to know Jesus. And... Um, I remember it was a Saturday afternoon, half an hour before Youth Alpha was about to start, we realized we couldn't get a hold of the church laptop. And we were panicking, and Tim and I didn't have a laptop because we were penniless. And then we called our friend. A friend of mine um, had recently saved up enough to buy a brand new laptop. And I remember I called her and I said, could I please borrow your laptop for two hours so that we could run Youth Alpha? 
She thought about it and she said, no. I was quite shocked. <laughs> and I, I don't remember the rest of the story. I don't remember what we did. But I remember that after that, I had to have a conversation with her and said I was really hurt and very disappointed. And she had had time to think about it. And she said she apologized to me that the, the preciousness of the new laptop just you know, was covering all logic and took precedent over our relationship or over the sharing of the gospel even. Let me ask you, if your friend needed to borrow your most prized possession now, what would you say? We want stuff for many reasons. Maybe we just like them or we simply enjoy them. Or, or sometimes we think that our stuff reflects on who we are we want people to look at us in a certain way. Or we think that we, if we don't have this stuff, we are somehow less. Now let me turn the scenario around. If people around us don't have the stuff that you value, do you think that they are less? That's a very sobering question. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. How does my desire and relationship with stuff stack up next to my purpose and meaning of life, of loving God and loving others? Do I love God and others more or do I love stuff more? Do we spend so much time making... Uh, and making too much effort to make money so that we can buy more stuff, that we are neglecting the relationships that God has put in our lives. What relationship are you neglecting? Love your neighbor as yourself. Who do I need to love as myself? Let us not wait until we are on our deathbed to regret that we didn't make things right or we didn't invest in those relationships. Do it now. How is your relationship with your family, your parents, your siblings, and how is your relationship with your friends? Every day is a gift and we are not guaranteed tomorrow.